right? So this next thing I'm about to say could be the most important thing of this entire week. Are you ready? 1-800-BUTTERBALL. <laughs> I know this is important. I'm going to say it again. 1-800-BUTTERBALL. 1-800-BUTTERBALL, it's a helpline where if you're having trouble with your turkey, you call that number and they will help you. They take over 10,000 calls a day on Thanksgiving Day alone. They expand hours on that one day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They start early in, in November and go all the way through December, but Thanksgiving Day is the most important day for their hotline. So this year, you know, things may be different. You may not get to go to the place where you normally have gone in the past. Now, I've been married 21 years, and this is going to be the first Thanksgiving day that we have celebrated Thanksgiving at our own house. So I want to share with you a few things. If you have to call the Butterline hotline, let me just tell you some of the, the crazy questions that they've had over the years. The first one is, how do I roast my turkey so it gets golden brown tan lines in the shape of a bikini? Maybe they were having a tropical celebration that year, but they, they actually answered it. They said, use tinfoil. How much will my turkey expand when it cooks? Maybe they thought it was like biscuits or a cake and that it will rise. I don't know. Another person said, I won my turkey at a casino and it thawed on my lap while I rode the bus home. Can I still cook it? You know, that's not the traditional way to thaw a turkey, but... Another guy called in and said, I carved my turkey with the chainsaw. Is the chain grease going to adversely affect my turkey? <laughs> this guy probably uses oil for gravy. I don't know. Um, so I'm looking at a turkey from 1969 sitting here in my father's freezer. Any tips on the best way to cook a 30-year-old turkey? Well, they recommend throw that away and get another one. Two years is the freezer life of a turkey. If I thaw my turkey in a bathtub, is it safe for my son and daughter to take a bath while I do it? <laughs> the answer is no and no. It's not good for the turkey, and it's not good for the kid. So one of the most intriguing calls I think they, they had was a 70-year-old woman called in, and she said, my mom is tired of cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and she says it's about time I learned how to do it. So some of us, we may be in that situation this year. This may be the first time you're going to do something. You know, if you go places, somebody else has cooked the green bean casserole. Texas favorite from, from what the surveys say, right? If you've heard that. Somebody else may be making the candied yams or the sweet potato casserole. I don't know what the difference is between the two, but I just eat it. You know? So you may be preparing all of these things at your own home. But here's the thing. Some of us, we're going to be a little bit upset about this. We're going to be angry that we can't celebrate the way we've used to. Maybe people aren't coming over. Maybe you're not going somewhere else. This is the week of Thanksgiving. We need to be thinking about what we're thankful for instead of focusing on what we cannot change. And so I want to give you four points. These are the real things you need to write down. That, that you may need to focus on if you need some thankfulness in your heart. You know, because when we gather this week, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, it's not about the food. I take that back. It is about the food. But it's more important about the, who you're sharing that food with, the family, 
friends, the relationships. And this year, we, the Cowboys, we're not doing any good either. So it's really going to be tough Thanksgiving, right? So a couple of things you need to know. Here are some keys to thankfulness. Number one is thankfulness is an attitude. A lot of times we'll play the win-then game. When I get blank, then I'll be happy. When I blank, then I'll find significance. The problem with playing that kind of game is it puts everything external. Well, your happiness depends on somebody else. Your joy depends on something else. Thankfulness and joy and happiness, they have to come from within. Thankfulness is an attitude that you choose to have. Look at this passage here. You can turn to it in your Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is where prepositions can be really important. You notice it doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. So you don't have to give thanks for all circumstances. The mature believer, they may do that, though. What it says, give thanks in all circumstances. I like the way that the message says this. It says, thank God no matter what happens. Because whenever you start having a thankful heart or a thankful attitude, you start to look at things with a new perspective. Cesar Kalinowski, he's a Christian uh, author and speaker. He was on a mission trip to the, to the South Sudan. He was near the uh, Uganda border. He was working at a refugee camp. And he was passing out food. And what he had noticed when he was passing out the beans and the rice, the people just displayed on their face joy and happiness. And he said it's like nothing he had ever seen before. These people who have had terrible things happen to them had seen very bad things, driven out of their homes. They had joy and they had happiness. This one kid walked through the line. His name was James. Here's a picture of James right here. He showed this picture of James. James was about 12 years old. And he noticed that he had a big scarring on his right arm and the back of his head, there was like a patch of his hair that looked like it was burned off. So he asked the translator, hey, what is this kid's story? So James told, told him his story. Militant militia or the, the, you know, the bad guys there, they didn't believe in Christianity. And James came from a family that believed. And so because his family believed in Jesus, he saw his parents die in front of him with machetes by, by, by these militant policemen. And then they grabbed him and his two brothers and they threw him on a pile of burning trash. His brothers didn't make it, but somehow James was able to survive. And he told Caesar at that point, he said, man, I am so thankful that I am still alive and one day I'll be able to see my family again. He was thankful in that circumstance. We can't have people over for Thanksgiving and we get upset. Let's keep the perspective on what's really, really important. You choose to be thankful. Not your circumstances don't define you, but you get to choose how you react to those. So no matter who you are of what you've been through, thankfulness is an attitude of the heart. You know, most of us, we like having control. Who here likes to have control? 
Yeah. We like to have control, but we can't control our circumstances, can we? But we can certainly control our attitude. Thankfulness is a choice that you make. We need to choose to be thankful. Okay, the second point, if you're taking notes, writing these down, thankfulness is a habit. Let's read that verse again. Give thanks in all circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. This last part is important. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What's important for you? Giving thanks in all circumstances. The message describes that second part. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. This is how he wants you to live. He wants you to live with a thankful heart, with a thankful attitude. God is calling his people to be people of thankfulness. If you look up the word habit in the dictionary, it says it's an involuntary pattern of behavior acquired by frequent repetition. It's a manner of conducting oneself, and it's an addiction. That's what a habit is. So the part on the definition of frequent repetition, that means you need to make a continual choice to be thankful. You have to choose this. And after you choose it for a while, guess what? You don't have to choose it anymore because it just becomes natural to you. Make thankfulness a habit. It's a manner of conducting oneself. It is a lifestyle of thankfulness. When people see you, they're like, yeah, that's a thankful person there. Because people see that in your lifestyle. That's what God is calling us to do. Thankfulness is a habit. You know, a habit of thankfulness, it will transform me from being a cynical, hard person to being a grateful one. Are you a, are you a Debbie Downer? Are you a sour Sarah? Are you a, a negative Natalie? I feel like I'm picking on girls. I'm going to get a guy named here. Are you a complaining Carl? If you are, you can change this. If people say, hey, I don't like being around you. You're just too negative right now. You know? Well, right now, you kind of like want to be around negative people, but just to be able to test negative, but not negative people. So <laughs> we've been through that this week. Um, a habitual thankfulness changes your perspective on life. Make thankfulness a habit. It starts with an attitude, and then you choose to be thankful. Okay, a third thing is thankfulness is a response. Thankfulness, most of the time, is born out of what God has done for you. You see what God has done for you, and then you thank him for it. Let's look at a couple passages that describe this. Psalm 100, 1 through 5. This is uh, the psalmist here saying, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. So if you ever wonder why we sing upbeat songs here at church, well, right here it says we're supposed to do it. That's why. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And then another one, Psalm 107, 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So we're supposed to give thanks to the Lord. God has given us so much. Just think about what you can be thankful for. So I'm going to ask you in a moment to share 
what you're thankful for. But before we do this, there's a kid who wants to tell you what he's thankful for, okay? Watch this video. So let's be real. Some days are hard. So I made this list of awesome things I'm thankful for. Yeah. Sometimes I need reminding that things are not all that bad. So I wanted to share a few because you guys are my friends. It's great to be alive. And here's some reminders why. First one, bubble wrap. When cats do their tongue, like this. I'm also thankful for the little paw pads that the cats and dogs have and the sound it makes. Okay. I love them. Hey, turn that back on. Oh, no, 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 no. Change it, change it. Ah, there, that's better. Music is magical. We can make anything better. Right, music can make a video better. The same goes with life. Singing. I like pop I like pop Singing. If something's boring, just sing it, and that will make it better. Watching paint dry. It's really cool. Old people who still hold hands. Clouds that look like stuff. One time I saw a cloud that looked like an airplane, and I realized it was an airplane. <laughs> Imagination. Without it, we wouldn't have airplanes, no internet. Pants. 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 We gotta wear them, because if we didn't, it'd be sort of awkward. Pants. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Sleep. <laughs> Clothes with funny names. Like windbreaker, <laughs> birthday cake, no reason at all cake, just cake. Sorry, if we filmed this while I was hungry. Forgiveness. I'm confessing, but I ain't perfect. Ain't ain't a word. We all mess up. Come on, don't mess up and forget to forgive all the mess up. Thank the plants undergo photosynthesis using the energy from the sun to convert carbon dioxide to oxygen, providing us with the air we need to do things like this. I'm bored. Morgan Freeman's voice. Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm working on it. My voice is changing, but it hasn't changed that much. Food. Gotta go. Burger. <laughs> I know, I know, I already said food, but this is my list and my rules. Happiness. Sadness. Sadness isn't bad. It helps you know what you care about. People. Sometimes people can be really people, but we need each other. Life's better with people in it. Family, friends, you. Just being alive. Sometimes we forget how it's just great to be alive. We're breathing. Some days are tough, but we got a lot to be thankful for. We just have to look for it sometimes. They say if you have food in your fridge, clothes on your back, and a place to sleep, you're richer than 75% of the world. I did not know that. So what would you add to the list? Let me know. Share this video with someone you're really thankful for. Oh, and of course, also this. Dancing! <laughs> Brad and I are thankful for all of you. Seriously, thanks for giving us and the whole world a reason to dance. So what are you thankful for? Let me know. KP right. out. So what are you thankful keep for? Going, keep going, keep going. So let's be real. Some days are hard. You may have to so turn I it on. So, so what are you thankful for? Say it out loud and I'm going to say it so the people at home can hear. What are you thankful for? Family. Family. Shoes. Shoes. Health. Church. Shirts. <laughs> Friends. Our church staff. What was that? Fishing. Food. Hey, if you're at home, write in the comments things that you're thankful for. A few more. 
Turkey. The food you eat, right? Not the people. Freedom to read scripture. Okay, TV shows. Doctors. Grandbabies. There's lots that we can be thankful for. So celebrate what, what you're thankful for. You know, God has given us so much. But I think the most important thing that God has ever given us is his son. And Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us that we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you know that? While we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. So that doesn't mean we had to clean up, come before God, and then he would do this stuff for us. While we were in the midst of our sin, at our worst, Christ loved us. He just loves us too much to keep us there. And that's why he wants to transform us to become more like him. So because of what Jesus did for us, we can be so thankful. That's why we need to return our thanks. The problem is sometimes we don't stop to look around to see all the blessings that we do have, and we focus on the negative instead. We need to count our blessings. We need to name them one by one. Your thankfulness should be born out of all the things that God has given you and done for you. And then the fourth thing, the last one, thankfulness Thankfulness is an action. Uh, more than that, thankfulness is something that we need to do. Let's look at this story, Luke. Uh, chapter 17, 11 through 19. This is where, where Jesus heals the ten men with leprosy. Let's just read this. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out a loud, a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. So they're crying out to him. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Then where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So just like this grateful leper in this passage, our thankfulness should drive us to action. Be like the one who came back. If you are thankful, if you have been blessed, do something with that. Give back to other people or just say thank you to somebody. But let me tell you something. God has done some amazing things for us, right? So this is like, and we need to thank him for that. So you know when you're a little, anybody have like a kid's table on Thanksgiving or Christmas and you had to go sit at the kid's table? You know, I had to sit there at the kid's table for, for a long time and, and I'm thinking, the kids, they don't, Realize how it was when we were kids, right? How, you know how now the kids get served first? You know, when I was a kid, you know, all the adults went through, then we got the leftovers, if, they, if there was any, right? That's how it used to be. You know, now they get their own table. Um, you know, they get the food first. But saying thank you for something God has done for you, that's just politeness. 
isn't it? Your mama taught you to do that when you were young. Somebody does something for you, you say, you say thank you. Do you want to know what's really mature? When you move over to the, to the adult table, and you can say thank you to God, even though things in life aren't great. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For God, you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Even though, when David was talking about this, he was in a valley. Things weren't going great. Even though, still giving thanks to God. If you want to sit at the big boy table, that's what you do. Even though, you may not have money in the bank account. Even though your relationships are struggling right now. Even though you're not getting your way right now. Even though you may have lost someone you love, you can still give thanks. So this week of Thanksgiving, when we think about what we're thankful for, yeah, we can all sit at the little kid table and thank God for all of his blessings. But when you come to the big boy table, the adult table, you're able to thank God even though things aren't great. And when you can do that, that's when you know that you have matured in your faith. Yeah, it's still a struggle. You're still going to wonder why. But you realize God has been faithful in the past, and God will be faithful in the future. Why don't you bow your head? Some of you right now, just think about your life. Are you, are you struggling through things right now? Do you want to be at the big boy table and have thankfulness through all of these, but it's tough for you right now? Just cry out to God and say, God, I need, I need your presence. I need your peace. I need your help. And he will provide that for you. Father God, as we come to a time where we think about our life and we take special notice about what we need to be thankful for, I pray that we don't lose sight of how thankful we are for the relationship that we can have with you. And because we have this relationship with you, that makes all the difference. And that is why we can be thankful through all circumstances. We can give thanks. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we're going to have a time of invitation. If you have a decision to make or would like to pray, I'll be down at the front to receive you. Why don't you please stand?